Sylvie, who's under the weather, along with Tom Waddle and Waddle and Sylvie, got all dressed up for us today. Awesome. Yes, I was like, well, yeah. think, do you think he'll notice? Yeah, that was, I did notice. Got a nice sure dress enough. shirt with a sweater over top. Yeah, so how about that? Like, look, uh, look good for for you, my friend. Flattered. Well, a little freaked out. No, I'm joking. Glad you noticed. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Jalen Johnson was available to the media in the locker room today. I don't believe Jalen Johnson's going anywhere, people. Yes, whether he, because whether you he wants to or not. Right. I mean, like, I, I hope he gets a deal that is he's happy with, but if he can't come to terms with Ryan Poles, he's getting the franchise tag. And as before I play it, he's actually the ninth best player on Brad Spielberger's top 100 free agent lists in this upcoming offseason. He writes for, um, is it over the cap, I believe he does work for? I don't know, PFF. You, PFF, I'm sorry. You Pro, brought that I, I to the table pro today. Focus. I got a little bit of a tingle when I saw this it's list. It's a good list. It is a good list. And Jalen Johnson, uh, Brad Spielberger's prediction is that he will be franchise tagged. Again, he's the ninth best player on Spielberger's list. He's the top cornerback available. Jalen Johnson talked earlier today with the media about his contract negotiations. Uh, I definitely say added added some money to the to I feel like the value I would say, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a situation that I feel like is somewhat out of my hands. But I mean, we're going to see how how it goes. That was part of what you wanted to do, though. From what you said, was kind of bet on yourself to yeah. put yourself in even a better negotiating position. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> No, I, mean, I want to stay here. So, I mean, definitely want to get something back first. Um, but at the end of the day, if something doesn't get done, I mean, I'm not opposed to anything, any other option. But, I mean, I would, I would love to stay here. So, that's fine. So, if you got an offer that you were satisfied with, you wouldn't need to hear... Comp- competing offers or anything like that. Nah, I'll be good. What is it about being in the mix? Last I mean, shit, that's all I know. Honestly, just I couldn't see myself anywhere else. I mean, it's easy to just say, oh, you want out of somewhere until you, until you get it. And then say, oh, that's not, that may not be quite what I want. But, I mean, honestly, for me, just wanting to stay here and I wanted to, I feel like, make that transition now. And I thought we're doing something special, too, especially the guys in the locker room. I mean, it's something that I, I don't think I can get anywhere else. I would like to stay and I continue to build, make it better. And shit. I want to win some games and get to the playoffs, make a, make a push with the Chicago name, too. So I like what I heard. Open to the idea yeah. of coming back, especially. Well, I thought- I mean, he's been here over a stretch where they got no help from anybody up front. Like, you were forced to cover for five and six seconds because the pass rush was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Montez Sweat, yes. who is making guys around him better, and he is having an impact as well. But has and my, Yeah, and my guess is, is like, a lot. Of, they've got a lot of resources to deploy, and yes. a lot of those are going to... Look, they've spent a lot of their resources on the defensive side of the ball. I would say they've out... Probably, I mean, they've spent more on that side than the offensive side, and they're going to have to look to improve the offense as well, but you still need another pass rusher, and you still need a three technique. If you're Jalen Johnson and you've got that, that group of, of cornerbacks that you're kind of leading, and you finally are getting some help from your pass rush, I mean... We've talked about the improvements that the defense has made, especially since the arrival of Montez Sweat, and honestly, that's, I think, the only thing really in Matt Eberflus's favor about the idea of bringing him back is the improvement that they have made since Sweat has arrived. 
uh, you know, I think it was Dan Weeder of the Chicago Tribune, our buddy, uh, asking the question about if you hear a good number in January after the season's wrapped up, are you open to returning? And that's kind of what led to him saying, yeah. yeah, I like what we're building here. The truth is, though, he's not going to have the opportunity unless the Bears want him to to go out and hear other offers because, again, they can put the franchise tag on him. Nobody else who's on a free agent on the Bears roster would, would be worth, you know, putting the tag on them. So it's either franchise tag or... Or transition tag, in which case he would have the opportunity to go yeah. out and find an offer, but then the Bears would have the ability to match. So the the Bears hold all the keys in this negotiation here. Yes, they do. And thankfully, because I, I don't want him going anywhere. No. Uh, I, you know, listen, I thought the good kid in Carm, you know, they, they, they wondered where the interceptions were, and it was a good question. And he had only had one coming into this season, but he's got four this year. So he's kind of answered that question. Seven. Yeah. Quite, so he's answered easily. that question. And, and the, you know, I mean, you watch this sport long enough. They come in bunches. Yes. That's just how it goes. You could go a year or two. And a lot of it is also whether or not they're thrown in your direction. Say, yeah. And you know what? When you've got other complimentary corners in your secondary that help you, now teams can't just shy away directly from Jalen Johnson yes. and pick on other cornerbacks in that secondary. Now that you've got a guy like Tyreek yeah. Stevenson, Hey, they may want to challenge Jalen Johnson a little yeah. more often, which gives him the opportunity to make yeah, those so plays. Yeah, so I think he's answered the bell, and, and he'll be a bear. I, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if, if, for whatever reason, they decided not to franchise him if they couldn't get him to a, signed to a deal. He's a, he's a difference maker. Why, I mean, again, you're in the process of trying to build your roster. Why would you be eliminating guys who are as good or top? He's a top 10 corner in this league, in my opinion. Oh, no question. I mean, and that's yeah. being kind of generous Honestly, or being, being kind of... I, and I'm pretty sure, and I know you know a lot of people, but it's, a, it's at least a part, the pro football focus grade, right? I think he was the top co- cover corner so yeah. far through the season. Number one, if I'm not mistaken, he's definitely in the top five. And you know, things might have changed over the last week or so. But I, like last I saw, I did see he was their top rated cover corner yeah. in the league. And so you can't move away from guys like that. No, no. And they, they won't have to. And the only reason they even let him entertain the notion of seeking a trade at the trade deadline was because they couldn't come to right. an agreement on the exact number. But listen, if he keeps playing well, ultimately, he can force the issue, if not next year, the year after. Because yeah, you've becomes, got guys, you know, I mean, some teams, you look at the 49ers, Trent Williams, um, Debo, I'd even put Brandon Ayuk at this point in that category of difference-making players. you got Christian McCaffrey. Bosa. you got Bosa. you George got Fred Kittle. Warner. you got George Kittle. Like, you're talking, you're, you're six, seven, eight Did guys. Did you say Warner? Yeah, Fred Warner. Um, like, uh, we can have this argument all you want, this blue chip, whatever. I, look... I don't care what the NFL scouts say. When I call someone a blue chip player, I'm saying you're an above average player. Mm-hmm. The guys that are elites to me, you can be a gold chip guy. That's just how I. When I say you're a blue chip player, you're yeah. an above average player. I a want you on my player, team. Yeah, you want them on yes. your team. You're. That's why I called you Montez. You're, you're I called like Montez, lustful. You're like yes. I want that guy on my yes. team. Yes, I called Montez Sweat a blue chip player, and others are like, no, he's not a blue chip. Player. Well, my definition of a blue chip player is just different than yours. Is that? Montez Sweat may not be Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a gold chip for me. Yes. Montez Sweat's a blue chip type of player for me. But you've got Montez in terms of their positions. Montez, Jalen Johnson, DJ Moore. 
That's probably Jalen Johnson. She probably. Uh, what did I say? No, no, Montez Sweat, Jalen, DJ Moore. I'm sorry, I missed and, and, and Jalen Johnson. Johnson. Three. Yes. Three guys that would fit into that team photo, and the, and and on almost any team, they could walk into the locker room and be, probably be a starter. Yes. And most teams in the league, and you got three of them. The San Francisco good- 49ers probably have seven, eight, or nine yes. of them. So. Well, the moral of my story is, is when you are starting to try to build your roster, the last thing you want to do is start subtracting them correct. from and, your list. And this gets a little into the quarterback conversation again that we were having a little bit with Jesse Rogers and Yurko during crosstalk. And Jesse, listen, I OK, if you could just go, quote unquote, build a monster around Justin Fields. Sure. Sign me up. The reality, though, is that that's a lot harder than people make it out to be. It's not like. If you trade this number one overall pick, if it ends up being number one overall, for, say, three first-rounders and maybe a little more, maybe a second or a third in the mix, sure, that's great. But guess what? None of those, in all likelihood, most of those number one overall picks, those first-round picks, are not going to be the number one overall pick, where you have a huge advantage in identifying the best player in the draft who you hope is going to turn into a blue-chip player, whether he's a quarterback or not. You don't know where those other first-rounders will be in subsequent years. So there's the added risk of that if you want to, quote, build your monster with all these additional assets. It's much harder to do. And then, oh, by the way, very it's, it's not every year if you have the number one overall pick that you have a potential generational quarterback in that draft. You're very fortunate if you hold the number one overall pick in a year when it's right. a quarterback. Well, remember the Kenny Pickett draft? Wasn't Kenny Pickett the first yes. dra- quarterback taken in that draft? Yes. So having the first pick in that draft is different than having the first pick in a draft where there is someone at the top of the draft that most people believe is worthy of that selection at that position. Yeah. So like that's where I get back to, yeah, go build the, the 49ers. But guess what? Wouldn't you also, if you could build the 49ers, but then also have the excellent quarterback as well, if that's possible. You want it all. Yes, and this is a situation where the Bears look at it, and this is why I think time's up on Justin Fields. You're not there yet, and I get it. He's still got three games left in this season. Well, that's just, that's that's a... um but it's that's a technicality for me because say. I'm saying like, look, this is the way I decided to look at it. I look at this situation differently, too, though, because like the last couple of weeks, I've sat down with you guys just yes. in small moments and said, this is what bothers me. Yes, this is the intricate evaluation, part of the intricate evaluation that like I'm not just looking at numbers and I'm not just no. looking at certain things. I'm looking inside the actual You're actually watching the film, the all twenty two, and you've been in the game, you know what you're looking at. And there are just things that continue that I look at and say these off platform plays, there's only two guys in the league can make this play. Maybe him and Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he does some stuff that only a couple of guys in the league can can do. The wow plays, absolutely. The highlights they, that run continuously. And they get your blood pumping. On ESPN and NFL Network over and over again. And but, then, then I, I mean, this is where why it's a difficult. You know, it's a more difficult thing for me. Is is then I'll show you guys yes. some really basic things that aren't being executed. That aren't just a product of the coordinator or a lack of a talent around the quarterback. That just leave you with the thought. This is your thought. You could put better talent around him. Mm-hmm. You could continue to try to develop him, but would he still have these tendencies to make these types of mistakes? And that's the evaluation that I think that they have to go through up at Hallis Hall. 
I mean, can you, after a certain amount of time, learn to do this Mm -hmm. or learn not to do that? And if you're just looking at a stat line, like this game against the Browns, he had two interceptions. Those interceptions mean nothing to me because they were both interceptions. One wasn't even an interception. Correct. The other one, both of them are on Hail Marys. But if you look inside the film, there's two plays where one should have been a pick six and the other one should have also yeah, been an interception. Just... So when I look at it and you say, well, I'm going to subtract these two, these two interceptions because they shouldn't have counted anyway. And I agree. But in my evaluation, I go back and look at this and say these plays can't happen and these are just as bad. They're not as bad because you don't give the ball back sure. to the other team. But there's some fortune there in his favor. Yeah. So when like, and I do that for every position. Yes. Like, so it's not just the quarterback. I'm just saying to you, for me, when you have a decision of this magnitude that is generate, not just not it's organizational shifting. Yes. You're not just looking at a stat line. You're no. not. You're not looking at a stat line and saying. Or you're not just looking at how he plays against the Lions and going, well, you know what? Look at how well he played. The Lions are a bottom five defense that he does, and offensively, they stack up very well. It's more important to me how you play against better teams Mm -hmm. if, in fact, I'm trying to project for the future. And as you say that... And I would say the same thing, Jeff, about your left tackle. I'd say the same thing about your right defensive end. I don't care how you look against a third offensive left tackle against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. How are you going to perform when you have to line up against the guy who's the left tackle at the Giants? Yes. Or more importantly, inside your division, how do you match up against the def- or the Lions who you face twice? Yeah. And their, li- their line is one of the best lines in the National Football League. How do you play against them? The if- Vikings with Derisaw, one of the better, best tackles it- in the exactly. league. Exactly. So, like, it's just a really, I think it's a more in-depth evaluation and it's a more in-depth decision-making process than some would yeah. actually, you know, it's, I think it's understand. I think it's easy to be captivated by the wild plays that we see from Justin Fields and he's very likable. Like, so hard work. If you're a Bears fan, like everything you hear from him is leader. you, you want to say, like, yes, I want him to succeed. But to your point about better opponents, with having essentially been eliminated from the playoff race and now with three games remaining on the schedule, none of which is going to be, again, with, I don't know what that week that week 18 matchup against the Packers is going to present, but both the Falcons and Cardinals are not going to present you with a defensive matchup that's really going to make me... It's not going to blow me away if Justin Fields has a great day. Well, listen, I'm going to give teams. you credit for it, and it does count. It's not like it doesn't count. Yes. You but just you factor it into the equation. Yeah. What you do against this group, again, because I have to make a, a long-term decision, is not necessarily as important or more important than what you do over here. And And by the way, everyone, I'm also taking into account those that are not doing their jobs around him. Yeah. Like the pass protection against the Browns was awful. But there are a couple of plays yes, where I showed which you, you showed where, me in particular, where he kind of walks in, Tyler in and, Justin. and yeah. he walks into traffic and makes the play harder on himself. So for everybody out there who's very critical of Luke Getzey not putting him in the right spot, we're and, telling you. And there's you, fairness there. It's fair sure, to say that. It's not perfect. Yes. But at the same time, there's plenty of plays out there which result in incompletions, not interceptions, where the, it ends up the, the offense, the Bears go three and out. 
eight out of 16 possessions in that game against the Browns. And there's plenty of also uh, plays where if the, if the proper throw is made, very easy throw by an NFL caliber quarterback from inside the pocket, the drive continues and results in some more points. And, and those are the things that if you, you can be a huge critic of Luke Getze, but those are the things that are probably driving, that are keeping Luke Getze up every night because he doesn't know when his quarterback, Justin Fields, is going to execute some simple plays that get guys wide open. Look, I mean, the easy evaluation is when, when you know, when, when Robert Tunyon drops a, a touchdown yeah. pass. Like, I yeah. mean, that, I, everybody knows, like, that's, that's a, a be- no bleep. That, we know. Yeah, that's a beautiful design play. It's a beautiful execution by the quarterback. It's a brilliant throw, and it's just th- those are the plays that stick on everybody's mind. That's one of 65 plays in a game. And again, all I'm trying to say to you is, is that if you look at this evaluation process, it's a lot. Ryan Poles is not just sitting up there looking at a stat line. Yes. That's all I'm telling you. I, yeah, and and he's, he's taking into consideration what his coaches are asking him to do, whether or not they're putting him in a good position to take advantage of what he does do well. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the, the type of impact the guys around him are having. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... I just, I think it's, 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 it's fascinating how the process will go, and I think it's fascinating how some people perceive it. Let's try Matt, who's on the south side. Matt, what's going on? You're on Waddle and Sylvie, my friend. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, I've been pretty much anti-field for the last year and a half, and I know you're talking, Mellor, about you're done and you want to get rid of him. To me, he's a top 14 quarterback in the league, probably closer to 14, but around top 14. He makes all the throws that you would ask a first-rounder of that caliber to make. He makes the 18-yard out throws, the throws over the middle. He throws a beautiful deep ball. I know it's decision He's got making. the arm strength to yes. make every throw, Matt. Right. He's, but it's I would suggest to you that the accuracy is something that is lacking at times and something that he would tell you that he has to work on. Correct. But Anybody coming out of the draft, Caleb Williams or Drake May, any of these guys, I don't see them having a higher upside than Fields does. And if you're going into the draft, what I would do, you take Harrison Jr. at one, unless somebody at two or three wants to trade up for the quarterback. It's a great offensive tackle draft, left offensive tackle. So you got off who they think is probably going to go at four, and then there's two other bona fide starting left tackles in the NFL. So you get one of those guys with their second pick. Then you got a top ten defense now. You draft second round defense, you know, like an edge rusher or possibly a linebacker somewhere in there, and then build the defense with free agency and with later draft picks. And somehow you gotta get a you know, a fourth or fifth round running back in there because their running backs just don't have the burst that they need. But if you do that, I think Boom, that, team is, play- that team is a playoff team. Uh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate the call. Here's the thing, though. Uh, top 14, I, Justin Fields, like, I don't know if he's a top 14 quarterback, Matt. I think we've seen time and time again that, well, the the guys that are playing now, because you had 12 backups playing on this past well, yeah, weekend. Yeah. Your traditional starters, definitely. though. The guys, you know, prior to injury, when the, you came into Look, the league. he's a top-half quarterback in the league. Is I don't, he? I, is yeah. he? I, I mean, he, I, definitely. Mm, I would say that. I don't know. I, but, I, but I, don't even, I started going through it. He's and about I, 20. Yeah, I'm with Meller. He's about 20. 
He really is. To be halfway in the middle, you'd be 16. That's what I'm saying. He, I think he's 20, and that probably caps it out. And then that's not even accounting for, you know, it's not. It's week in and week out. Generally, after after you break down the film, you've shown it to me multiple times now. Not just this year, but last year. I'm not just showing you bad stuff. I'll show you the positives as well. This is what I mean. Like when people say, "Well, you got to be do a fair evaluation." I'll show you the good, the bad, and the dirty. I I think what Matt, Matt, but Matt, he's right. The previous caller said, "Like the throws he can make, we he he's capable of it, but he is consistently inconsistent." Again, Lewis Riddick mentioned it a couple weeks ago. The wow plays are what gets you fired as a coach or a GM. He's capable of all that. I think it's the reason why Greeny, uh, Jeff Saturday, everybody on Get Up, they're blown away by what they see. But when you really watch the game film over and over again, week in and week out, You're not watching there's just too highlights. many inconsistencies. And listen, it's the reason why, I, I mean, seriously, it's the reason why um, Charles Robinson's article yes. was kind of, like the Here. unanimous, he was on with you guys last week, and I think this is the point that needs to be we need to highlight over and over again. Charles Robinson, he he posted the article on Yahoo. Seven of uh, seven out of seven GMs said they would draft Caleb Williams and move on from Justin Fields. And here's a little more from last week with you guys. I found a dissenting opinion. Finally, it took the tenth tenth GM to get a dissenting opinion. And, uh, yeah, all uh, nine out of ten said that they would uh, draft Caleb and, and trade Fields, although all ten out of ten agreed on what the compensation would be, kind of in that range of the last three. It was a, one guy said a three and a five. One said uh, added to the, you know, there was, he agreed it, it could be a three that graduates with performance. And another one said, you know, late two, early three, kind of let's see how the season ends. But Charles Robinson went nine for nine before he finally found someone who said they would build around Justin Fields and trade away that first overall pick. Yeah, and again, like it's 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 one of these conversations that's not not just about the quarterback, and that may sound foolish, but it's it, there are other extenuating circumstances. Yes. Like the the likelihood that that Ryan Poles will have the first overall pick again ever is very low. Like, you don't want him to have the first overall selection again because your team is pointed in the right direction. You don't ever want to be in this position mm-hmm. ever again because you just tore it down to the studs and you're now building it back up. So you are possessed or you are presented, rather, with an option or an opportunity that doesn't come around very often. And by the way, it's, it's come to you in consecutive years. Which is that's insane. Gotta be, and that's got to be factored into the process. Truth be told, again, they hit the lottery. Because clearly when the Panthers were trading last year up to get, take Bryce Young, they had no designs of being the worst team in football this year. They thought for sure they'd be much better because they thought they were getting a, quarter, a franchise quarterback. Yeah. That's why they made the trade and the move to do it. And I would suggest to you that had David, David Tepper not intervened and fallen in love with Bryce Young, and perhaps they would have listened to the people they had in place, guys like Frank Reich and Josh McCown, who most people believe wanted C.J. Stroud, had he listened to the guys who he employs to make football decisions, Bears fans would feel much different about this trade because I don't think the Panthers would be nearly as bad if they had C.J. Stroud under center. Yeah, I, and again, I would say easier said than done. If you want to bring up the Bryce Young situation, I would just say, as I've said a thousand times, be the Texans, don't be the Panthers. Sure. Get it right. Yes. And that, and I think that that's where I'm at as well. Like, if again, if your general manager, 
who is going to be an expert or hopefully is an expert at evaluating all of these quarterbacks, something I'm not, comes to the conclusion that there's somebody there that he thinks can take his team to a higher level than the current quarterback, then you must make the pick. And conversely, if nobody floats your boat, then you don't overdraft somebody. Makes sense. You don't go that direction. You build with what you have and you take what some other people like Jesse are saying. You take that path and you buy yourself a little bit of time until maybe you do find somebody that floats your boat. Or quarterback proves to you that he is the guy that can get you to where you want to go. Plenty of people want to talk about this. It's also time for Waddle's World. Yeah, let's lighten it up. Yes, let's uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Take a quick Brief aside from the Fields conversation, but we will get back to it. Jeff Joniak is going to join us at 4 o'clock. This is Waddle and Sylvie. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. And he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside Waddle's world. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. That is correct, John. Waddle's world is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. I do have the injury report for you. If you'd like, uh, today, and maybe Jeff Joniak can amplify on this, Travis Homer did not practice. He's got a hamstring. Tevin Jenkins did not practice. Uh, he has still, I guess he's in concussion protocol. I love his uh, his play this year. He just yeah, he's got to awesome. stay available. Yeah. Now, Jalen Jones had a calf, didn't practice. Maybe that was turning and sprinting into coverage. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, Justin Jones. Jalen Jones is a defensive back. His calf is hurting. That was yeah, a I mean, bad joke. Been, that could, was a bad Justin Jones joke. I was going to say, he still could have hurt his calf. That's true. You know. Darnell Mooney did not practice today. He's listed as uh, illness. Illness. He's sick from the way the game ended. Yeah. <laughs> still feels queasy. Uh, Noah Sewell is uh, didn't practice with a knee. Equinemius St. Brown has a pectoral. And Demarcus Walker. Uh, had a leg, just listed as a leg. He's got a leg. leg injury. He's got a leg. He did not practice. And also a Bulls update for Actually, you. He has two legs. He, has, he does have two legs. Uh, Bulls are at, uh, hosting the Lakers tonight. Danny, uh, Danny Zetterman's taking the family to the game tonight. They want to go see LeBron. They do. Uh, but uh, they will not see Torrey Craig in action. And he's been hotter than a depot stove lately, hasn't he? From distance, hasn't he been filling it up on the three? Well, now I don't want to go to the game. <laughs> Tyler, don't be an ass. He was going to go for. Don't be an ass, the Tory. I was going to go see Tory Craig, but I'm just saying uh, he has been diagnosed with an acute sprain of his right plantar fascia, and it's he's going to be out for a while. Too. Yes, uh, will be immobilized for approximately four weeks, followed by a period of rehabilitation. Eight to ten, required right? to uh, take an additional four to six weeks. So, so yeah, it's going to be about ten weeks, eight, eight to, to ten, ten weeks, weeks until he can return Damn. from the polls. That injury report brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers. Look, I, you don't have to be a jerk about season. it. I was just telling you that that he, you know, I mean, he, he's, no, he's, he's actually been, pretty been good filling lately. it up a little bit. That was, and you a, know, what I know it's a trend on this show from all of us just to poop on the Bulls, but. 
They've been more watchable. They're not the yeah, Leviathan listen. that C. Red Fred is talking about. But Kobe White's been fun to watch. Tory Craig is, you know, and contributed. I, who doesn't want a chance to go see the in-season tournament champs play a game against yes. your Bulls? Well, obviously, Danny fresh Zetterman wanted a, to. Fresh off of a banner raising, my friend. By the way, did I see that Kobe back in the day was was recording? There was a video of him saying, "We don't hang like anything the, except the conference final." Banner. Yes. It's they gotta be they a. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, raise a Western Conference yes. championship Ch- banner. Right. It's Only NBA for NBA championships or bust. Although I will LeBron's say, got a lower. Uh, he's got a lower barrier for that. Does LeBron? Listen, I'm all in. Lakers. Like you should. Any team should be raising an in-season tournament champion banner. It's an accomplishment. The NBA. It is something. That they have made a priority. I put this in the category of is it's, I don't give an F. Listen, you don't have to. But there are some people that are annoyed by it. I think that it was one of Shay's questions this morning. Shot or no shot that this is something that bothers you. That Listen, they raised a What did you expect? A I'm tournament su- banner. I'm surprised anybody who follows sports was surprised if, if you were surprised they were going to be raising a right. banner. Like what did you think they were doing the in-season exactly. tournament for? Just to hand out half a million dollars to the players? Of they course. gave out a trophy too, didn't of they? Of course. Yes. You got a trophy? This is this is what they want to promote. International it. soccer leagues do. Yeah. They have additional tournaments. And I'll tell you what they do. If you if your soccer club wins not the league, but if they win one of these tournaments, they win the FA Cup in England, you know what they do? They have a parade. Legit. They Time have a parade. It. Now, it takes a little more to win a tournament in soccer than, than maybe the in-season tournament in, in basketball. But nevertheless, it is an accomplishment. Jeff Miller is for hanging your in-season in tournament champion banner. In fact, they probably should have had a parade in L.A. That's weird. No, it's I not. I wouldn't. In future years. Speaking of L.A., parade. did you know that we are only three weeks away from the Golden Globes and they still have no host for the show? I did not until you brought this uh, to my attention. I don't attention. know why. Why? Was, why what? One report said that Chris Rock declined the job. Yeah, Former host Ricky Gervais. He's been doing it. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey have no interest in returning. Because they've, been, they've probably done like half a dozen each. Yeah. Gervais and Poehler and um, uh, Tina Fey. I, well, and I don't think like the humor that's attached with these shows today, these days... Like in, in, in years gone by, like Ricky Gervais Which, doesn't care what you think. Correct. But like most of them are probably but like, you know what? I'm not going to host this because I don't want to hear all of this. Well, it's a lot of work. If that you're hosting too. it, you're taking yeah. on a lot of extra work. Yeah, you and probably get paid quite a bit, don't you, for it? Yeah, but I'm sure you do. But I think well, a lot you don't of it want is- a cool, cool mill. I mean, it's an in-season uh, award show, in-season tournament, an yeah. in-season awards show. I just think that I think it's a lot of work, and when you've done it six, seven, eight times, you're probably like, I've had enough, and, and no one else wants to jump up, jump in and take that. Who is the best work? award show host that Ever? you can remember? Ricky Gervais did a really he good did. job. I mean, he? listen, we're going back. Billy Crystal for a long Billy time was, was the gold standard for was Academy Awards, right? Who um, else was? Part of that, crew. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy has kind of carved out his own niche as the new guy for doing Academy Award ceremony. Obviously, Chris Rock did one that will never be forgotten. No. but that that really had nothing to do with him. As Peyton much Manning as- and Luke Bryan always do the CMAs. That's that, different. How long though. has Peyton Manning been doing the CMAs? He's been doing it for a while. I didn't I realize that. He, oh, it's yeah. like part of yeah. his. 
his niche. I didn't really. I don't usually watch the CMAs. I don't watch a lot of music. I don't awards. watch. I don't watch any of the the, the award shows really anymore. Although, When's the last time you watched an award show? Uh, Michael Keegan Key for the NFL Awards. Did not see that either. They, he actually, you know why? He, he did a pretty good musical skit last year, yeah. and he's back this year again. So I'll be intrigued to see how they open very the funny. show. Yeah. Very funny. I like him, so that's the last time I watched All right, one. so as of right now, three weeks from now, the Golden Globes. What are Globes, they going to do? I don't if know. If they don't get a host. Is Peyton um, Manning going to step in and do that? I don't think so. All right. You pointed out something today. Uh, what was this a bit on WGN? Yes. So WGN Morning News had um, they're funny the, as all get out. The Illinois Secretary of State read is some that, of, who is who is it's uh, Alexis, is it Alexi Gian, Gianolis? How do you say Gianolis? Gianolis. Yeah. Um, he was on their show reading Secretary some, of State. He's reading some of their rejected vanity plates. Correct. Because of course, because you, right, you just can't get anything. Yeah, you yeah. can't apply for anything. Yeah. Of course, you can ask, but. You have to. There's. Do you have a vanity plate? I don't. I've never had a vanity plate. If you want a vanity plate, have go at for it. it. Yeah, go for it. It's not something that I would ever seek. What's it? What does it cost? Fifty bucks? Yeah, it's not expensive. Bucks? It's not that bad. No, I just. You know, I don't want to go through the. Extra I don't even process. know what my license is. Never or license plate is never known. But I would never have a vanity plate. It's just not my thing. So here are some. But of it's your thing. Fine. So here are some of the rejected vanity plate names, courtesy of WGN Morning News. Some of the rejected license plates submitted for approval this year included Eat Butt, Boner, Whoop Ass, These Nuts, Poopsie, and Iowa Sucks. Clever is too generous a word, although some did make me laugh. Iowa Sucks? The lockdown in Iowa Sucks? Got the kibosh. Who is trying to apply for These Nuts? These Nuts. I bet you they got more than one application. You know what? Here's my question. Better than one application. Would you want to bet that they got more than one application for 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 these nuts? nuts? Here's the question. Is there the loophole? Could you do the old D and then get three, three, Z, three, three, Z? So that the three look like E's, backwards E's. So as you read it, D, three, three, three. three. No, no, D, three, three, Z, and then N-U-T-Z. These nuts. Wow, listen to no, you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is that a You is could that probably a slip that by. Well, that's too many characters, isn't it? I don't think so. That's eight. How many do you get? Don't you get seven? seven? You get seven? Hmm. If you had a vanity plate, what would it be? I have to I have to give that a little bit of thought. I don't know. I don't have no fan going right off the top of my head. I have never thought of having a vanity yeah. plate, but I love that somebody These nuts is right up your these, Yeah, right like these nuts. Yeah, these nuts. That's a keeper. Don't lose that. It's power. like it's great though when you hear the Secretary of State actually utter the phrase or the words "these nuts." Not since Brian Urlacher was a guest have we uh, heard someone play. And the- by the way, like we all gave him credit for it, we all giggled, but it didn't even make sense when he said it. He didn't get us with it. No, you're right. It's it's it was it, not a pure execution of the joke. You're losing the spirit of the game if you're just saying "these nuts" yeah. whenever someone asks yeah. you what. You, you there needs to be a little bit of a build up. Yes, no question. Do you guys have a fake tree or a real tree? We go fake. We've had a fake tree for years. Yeah. Before, I mean, there was a long time where we just, only thing we would do real? was get a real one. But then they just became such a problem. And then, the, the you know, the needles and yeah, all of that stuff. It's a big undertaking. It's a pain in the ass. If I, I, listen, if you do that again, I that's up like, to you. But I feel like uh, carving a pumpkin 
is, is, a, is, is a bit of a pain in the ass, but yes. we still did it. Yeah. That's about as far as I wanted to go. Real tree, you're crazy. Yeah. No, thank you. I, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, but if that's something is like a family sure. tradition, have at it. I get it, but like, and the other thing is, the fake trees are so nice, and you can just tuck Fold them away. Them Fold them up, tuck them away in the crawl space. They're very pull it out next year. Yeah, they're very financial, financially, yeah. you know, pleasing as well. Yeah, I was just saying because there's always these stories. A Kentucky family gets an early gift. There was an owl in their Christmas tree. Oh, they cut the tree down, brought it home, put it up, and they have an owl that was buried inside the tree feels somewhere. Like kind of a hard get. It, it is. I, I mean, an owl is. I, I, you know, the owls are not. From what I understand. They're not the friendliest. Yeah, I was going to say they're not creatures. friendly. Yeah, you know, and they've got talons, and they they could they they could, they do, could damage. do some damage. Yeah, I was thinking though. You know what? Are we being bad partners? Because I know Evan Cohen does the read about for the uh, Christmas Christmas tree, tree farms. farms. Yeah, of America. Save, yeah. save the farms. Guilty, yeah. guilty. We're bad. We're, we're, we are not helping them we're out bad at all. Teammates. But, you should, but I'm just being honest. The next time you hear Evan Cohen do that read yeah. during a commercial break, you should take his advice and get a absolutely go out and help. I the, said it's up to you. Yes, it's up to you. Yes. Totally. I, in fact, I would encourage people. I'll buy you a tree. A if somebody tree. wants to, you know, I'll support it. Oh. But I'm not going to put a tree up. That seems like a that, con- like that, that seems like a contest we could do. That's fine. At least maybe next year we'll get. I'll give you hundred dollars for a tree for a winner of a contest. Farmers Trees of America yeah. could. Uh, support How much this. are they? I don't know. How I, much does one I, of those trees cost? Uh, I went one. with my girlfriend because she wanted to cut well, one you, down. Well, yeah, I definitely asked this cat here because if he's not leaf peeping or going apple picking, he's definitely going <laughs> he's out looking trees. for a Christmas tree. But I think it was like 80 bucks. All it was right, such so, yeah, a process. I'll give you $100 like for the winner right. of a Christmas well, tree. We should, do that. we should do that today. Anybody wants... Well, I'm not allowed to give, I don't think you're allowed to give away money. No, no, no. You don't give away money. You're going to buy them a tree. But I'm not going to go out and get it. No, no. Of course not. We'll set it up. I could do that, but I'm not going to go chop it down. Not nor am course. I going to go. Nor am I going to go hunting for it Waddle, with you. Waddle sponsors uh, the real tree. Uh, he's been guilted into yes. No, you see, buying I'm you guilty. a tree. You you openly. No, I'm fine with it. Right. I actually probably have a hundred dollars on me right now Damn. too, and not normal. There you go. And another person, a Texas woman, finds an opossum hiding in her Christmas tree after it <laughs> sneezed. What's worse to find in your tree, in your Christmas tree, in a possum? I would ask an anybody, owl. have you ever found, like, over the course of time, when you, if do you, you do have do anybody you, else, what's the weirdest do you thing? Like, do you like to hide the pickle? We don't play that game. We don't play that game. Really? After 25 years of marriage, you don't play hide the pickle? Uh, not the game you're talking about. Okay. That's where it's, a, it's a, an ornament, right? It's actually a penis, isn't it? <laughs> No. Isn't it? Isn't there a... Isn't that like... <laughs> I honestly have no idea what yes. you're talking about. No, no. Yes, you do. Like, there's some people that that no. have a... No, the, the actual, ornament. It's an ornament. Yeah, it's, it's an, an ornament, like a game. but it's a pickle. It's a pickle. Well, it's, it's not be, a penis. Well, I mean, I think some people That's play the game with a penis. You play hide the penis, do you? Well, it's, a, it's an ornament. And I think that... People like goof with other people, and they okay. come over to your house for a Christmas party, and they put the penis ornament. I, I've only seen the the pickle. I didn't know there was actually no. You I'm guys haven't serious. lived. No. Yeah, it's because you have young kids. Okay, you're looking at and me like no, no. You, no, you definitely have a buddy have, that probably this, put a penis ornament on your tree. Is this have? Is this something I have to look forward to in the future? No, as, it's, as my, it's never happened to kids, us. I thought age out. I thought this was a. <coughs> excuse me. I thought this was a thing. No. No. No, it's an actual pickle ornament. You play hide the pickle, and the winner and the person—that's well, weak. The person who finds Why is it, it hide the pickle. Why not it's green and it blends in with the tree? And then you get to the person who finds it. 
gets a usually a reward, like a gift, like a, it could be. Oh, so it's could actually, be you know, cash. kind of a family thing. Yeah, not so much the penis or whatever. <laughs> Not so much. No, I thought that was part. No, of the, that was not part of your Christmas celebration. But no, I've I, I've never been invited to the Waddle Christmas party. So I, I don't. No, we don't do that. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tyler? Hiding the pickle? No, we don't. When we come back, we'll do something we like to call Florida or Ohio excellence. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation: public drunkenness, exotic animals. Dumb criminals, random stabbings, or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. He may be dressed as Jeffrey today, but he is definitely Jeff. He spent the entire break over there. Looking on the internet on his computer for penis ornaments. Not just that, but anything like of the shape. He yeah. found a charcuterie board. Yes. You, listen, you, you, you. How it, did you get that on your computer without Bitdefender telling so you to go home? You said and in clean the break, out your desk. <laughs> you said Google penis ornament on a tree, and so I that, did it on my phone, not on the, the, the you, computer. Okay, hey buddy, are you connected to the the Good Karma Wi-Fi? Oh, that's a good question. Then it doesn't matter if you do it on your phone Hold or on. your computer in front of you. Really? It, yeah. You're still doing it on, on the work. Are you serious? You're like, doing I it on the work network? Pitch? You're doing I'm it on the work I'm on the guest network. I'm on but the guest. That's, that's the still guest the work. Yeah. still no, provided I'm by just good karma, my friend. I'm, I'm a guest. Listen, it's show content. It's we. This is where the show has taken us. That's true. And so I just stumbled upon... I'm just upon telling you, like, if anybody... If anybody is picking up what I'm putting down now. There's some elaborate. I'm just telling you, I think I have friends who had this competition as to who could hide a penis ornament on their their friend's Christmas tree. It was like a contest. These nuts. (laughs) Put that away. This is a glass one that's available for purchase. I don't want to see it. I'm trying to remember who was it. That I know that had this contest. Again, As you can tell, I hang out with a <laughs> lot also, of derelicts. Look at this. This one's shaped like a snowman, but he's also a little... Uh, Stop. He's a little penis. What if you came home t- tonight and put a penis ornament on the tree? I don't think You'd it would, get kicked out. I don't think Your it would wife be, would kick you out of the I don't house. Think it, no, I don't think it would be discovered. What if I buy her uh, this sweater, though? What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> ugly Christmas sweater. With a with a penis with a Santa Claus hat on it. See? I think we're finding lots of good gift ideas for the folks out there. Anyway, Florida or Ohio <laughs> is brought to you by He's going off the reservation, people. 19 Crimes Wine is unapologetic by nature, disruptive by design, and believes obedience gets you nowhere. Check out the wine aisle and start defying the rules with 19 Crimes today. <laughs> you know where to find oh. Meller when Speaking he's not breaking down dong. free agency. Uh-huh. We have a man who was caught exposing himself in a oh, Dollar come Tree. On. And what? In a Dollar Tree? Oh, boy. Police investigated a report of a man exposing himself in a Dollar Tree store on Monday night. The incident happened around 6.20 at the store, That's according to the police reports. why I prefer five or below. Go ahead. <laughs> An employee told officers <laughs> that a man exposed his genitals in the store and was touching himself inappropriately oh, before the employee called 911. By the way, I'm told... Pottinger's the one who found this story. Yeah. 
I did yeah. buy his story. <laughs> I, I get a text from Pottinger when he found out he was in today. He cracks up three screenshots of different Florida over Ohio's or he Ohio's story. I love ready. it. He had well three in the chamber. Well I done. love that. Next man up. Justin's yes. ready to go every day. That's right. Man, I love it. Uh, so uh, opportunity. What's did this the in thing? a dollar store? Opportunity. It's a dollar. Dollar, t- dollar tree. Knocks answer. Sure. That or. This is opportunity, preparedness, and uh, something is at the intersection of opportunity. I don't remember. Go ahead. Just keep looking for penis ornaments, okay, over there, Mr. Smart Guy. This saying. Go ahead. Okay, again, really give me a synopsis again. Dongs at the Dollar Tree. Why That's are you? It. What? What? For, for, why are you going into the Dollar Tree doing that, especially in the holiday season? I don't think they have the Dollar Tree. I know they have the Dollar Tree in Tennessee, right down the street from where my parents live. Oh. You but know, I'm not sure that they have that in a little Ohio. insider trading here. I'm going to say that's a Tampa. That's a that's a Tampa transgression. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Oh, anyway, okay. I will go. I'm going to trust you. Then you know Ohio. Oh, no, than no, most. no, 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 no! Don't don't nope. lead. Don't that's, look at me for. You may have been wrong about the hide the penis game, but I'm, I'm going to trust you. When somebody's it comes gonna. To, somebody's got to reach out and tell I me. I will that. go with Florida. It took place in Boardman, Ohio. Oh, oh man. You're wrong about the hide the pickle. You're wrong about the dollar store in Ohio. So what is the hide the pickle ornament thing? Like, is that... It's it's a German tradition. I actually looked it up. For, it's, uh, for what? You hide a pickle. And then, as and then I what said, happens? if someone finds the pickle, they win the reward or they have good luck the next year. But if I know you're hiding a pickle on my tree, it'll take me all of about 60 seconds to find it as I peruse the tree. Not if it's a good pickle. That's a dumb game. All right. Nothing well, close to. You know to. what? I'll tell you what. You know what sticks out more than a pickle in a tree? Is a penis in the tree. You find that one real quick. Correct. Okay. You keep playing that game. I'm just telling you, some. I, you know my memory just is horrible. <laughs> Somebody I know has had that awful game if, as a family right. tradition. Well, if you know Waddle and you play the hide the penis game, please... Remind it's a Christmas him. Christmas ornament. You can't remember. Three one two. It's on the Christmas tree. Three three two three seven seven six. That's Joniak. If he's ever. What's on his Christmas tree? Okay, we'll do that. Jeff Joniak joins us next on ESPN One Thousand.